What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? How's everybody yes, doing today? Yes, yes. Good. Good. Very good. Right, Exciting good. weekend coming up. Yeah. Just chilling, watching. We're finally going to get to watch uh, Studio 666, the Foo Fighters movie. Long awaited. <laughs> that I've been excited to watch for a while. But... Always good to start with the refreshment and some news. What you got, bro? So, uh, Pepsi and IHOP are are teaming up to make a new uh, soda, and you the only way you could win is through like a sweepstake that they're doing. Can you imagine what the flavor would be? Okay, wait. I'm trying. I'm really trying to figure this out. One doesn't IHOP only serve Coke? I, I, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, two, why would Pepsi need to sign up with IHOP? I think Denny's does Coke. I think IHOP does Pepsi. Pepsi products. Um, but why would they? Why would a soda company need to mix it with a breakfast company? Because that's what IHOP is. IHOP is not like. I mean, it's a. It's a. Technically, IHOP is International House of Pancakes, so it's breakfast. Yes. So why would they need to? So there only there is only a limit of two thousand cans that are coming out to drink. Give me, a, I want to see I, what would you what would you assume would be thinking the two. I think you're you're right on the money of where you you were going with it. What? That's I don't know. Like what? Is, like syrup, Pepsi, syrup soda? I don't know. Yep. That's what it is. Maple syrup, Pepsi. So wait, they're not coming out with a soda. They're coming out with a syrup. No, the soda, maple syrup flavor. <laughs> I want to yes. buy it just to keep the can and put it in like perfect storage for like twenty years from now. <laughs> this was a thing. Yeah, so they've been like, they've been experimenting with various flavors combinations for the recent years, uh, with mixed results. So uh, they, I think. That's what they're doing. I think they're going through a sweepstake. They have to enter like a marketing run that they're doing that to enter to win that that soda. I would, you know, I kind of wish what I kept, what I would have kept. Like, again, I would try to figure out how to, how to preserve it perfectly. But what I wish I would have been able to keep preserved right now. Which is what? Crystal Pepsi. Oh, the clear one? Oh, I remember wasn't it's, that a wasn't that a ploy because supposedly somebody found the needle? I don't know if that was like rumor because it, it. it came right after that. They were like, yeah, we're I doing know, but clear the, coke. It, okay, so the needle rumor thing was. I mean, I know it was a huge rumor in New York, but in my head, it wasn't a huge oh. rumor. It, it, it was a huge rumor up north. It can't happen. Like, play this. Statistically speaking, there's no way that accidental needle thing was something that happened in every factory all over the freaking world. Yeah. So why would you come out with a Crystal Pepsi? All over the world, like it may, it would make sense if the if Crystal Pepsi only existed in that area. In that area, but why would it Regionally? exist all over the world? Yeah, like I don't know, it's crazy. But all I remember is when that that needle story. So there was a needle that was supposedly found out in a can of Coke, if I'm not remember. Can of Pepsi. Can of Pepsi. That um, they they like a few months later, they're like we're releasing clear Pepsi. So it was just. A clear version of what Pepsi was, and it would just totally fail because I guess the syrup that they use mm. didn't hold the flavor that they intended, and it just flopped. But then they have they started doing like the only one I like is cherry Pepsi, but they even did like cherry vanilla or vanilla Pepsi. I'm like, fuck, that shit's gross. you know what kills me but is now what, maple syrup, really? Well, okay, so t- so it's funny because I know that when like for example, like I used to work at you know if anybody who works at a fast food place, I've seen the canisters. I mean, anybody who's ever gone to a fast food place sees the canisters that they use for soda are not that big. They're like, they're, you know, considering they're supposed to supply like soda for like whatever, a couple of days or something. Mm-hmm. They're kind of these condensed cans and they're just pure syrup. And then you add the seltzer water, that's your soda. Yeah. So technically, they're just literally adding seltzer water to actual syrup. Yeah. So it seems like, I don't know. Um, it sounds fucking disgusting. But it's just weird. Why would you promote it like a limited thing? Because that just tells you the, that just tells you the flavor. Like, 
I feel like that's something that they've been wanting to do, but they probably didn't market well. Yeah. So they decided to do it as a promotional thing rather than actually releasing like it. a full run. Yeah, because think about it. Why? Because think about it. If this becomes a popular <laughs> thing, if this was a new thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, I've seen people flip out about the weirdest tasting things and they love it. Like, uh, what was it? I don't know. Uh, uh, chicken wing chips. I've seen. Oh, the the chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffle chips. Yeah, chips. Yeah. And people flip out for shit like that. So I do. If this was a flavor that that was going to possibly be that good, why would you limit it to whatever amount of people have? Because if it was so good, you would make more and people buy it. Yeah. But But just because it's a limited run, people are going to get hype over it. But I don't think, like, I think most of the people that get it, they're not going to drink it. They're just going to do it as a a novelty thing and hold on to it. I mean, it's probably people that want to taste it just to say they taste it. But at the same time, that does not sound appealing to me. It just tastes like fucking syrup. It's just fucking maple syrup with salsa water in it. I could have done this at home. You think about it, though. Like, sometimes some things that come out in the market, sometimes I feel like that's what it is. That people are just like, fuck it. Yeah, let's, 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 let's see, let's see, what see if we can make some money from this. I don't know. It's, they're probably they're getting a lot of conversation started. And people then I think that would trigger. Um, I think that's going to trigger more people to try to create other flavors and send them as suggestions. But whoever made this idea to make maple syrup, I'll give it to them. You know what? Because they could have done something like yo bacon, bacon Pepsi. What I don't understand is this. You know, I've been drinking Pepsi. I mean, I stopped drinking obviously for upcoming situation. Well, actually, no, I stopped drinking Pepsi. I want to say almost a year ago. Three? Huh? three years ago. Um, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I was obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with carbonated beverages, but I was drinking Pepsi was my my flavor of choice. And I was yes. drinking it all the time, but I'm like, even as much as I've been, as long as I've been drinking Pepsi and as much as I've been drinking Pepsi, I remember tasting a local brew here. I forgot what it's called. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, cherry something. Not cherry, not necessarily flavored, just a regular cola. No, no. I think it's called cherry. The company's called cherry something. I just know it was a local and hey, listen, we're going to try to find out you guys' name so we can tell you guys, mention you guys again because you guys are, have amazing, the times I've tried it, amazing. Amazing soda, better than Pepsi. And I'm ahead, I'm like. You know, but Pepsi and all this stuff is more marketable. Like, it's this is weird. What tastes better doesn't mean it sells better. True. That is exactly true. So. And you know what's another thing that I'm not getting sold on? Live action Voltron movie. <laughs> is, that, is that your, is that your pairing? My segue. Segue to the, the, the next thing there? Yes. Voltron uh, is getting a live action movie coming from... Uh, Rowan, uh, sorry, Ronson Marshall Throberg, Throber, which is the director of Red Notice, the um, the Rock and Ryan Reynolds yeah. movie, and he is slated to be doing directing that movie. So they're pitching. So a poll supposes it's gonna be a mul- there's a multiple studios in a bidding war to make it. Okay, this is the part I understand. Voltron. That Voltron is the fucking best. Yes. No. Okay, but this is <laughs> no, no. This is what I mean. I love Voltron. When I was a kid. I honestly couldn't tell you the story to save my life. To be honest with you, I know about the robot and the story and all that stuff, mm. but I couldn't tell you the specific backstory of Voltron. Yes. And because it's dude, it was I was a little kid when I watched it, and at this point I'm like you know, I feel like the whole huge robot thing built from multiple people. I feel like it's just synonymous now with like um, Power Rangers. Rangers, yeah. So it's like people. I feel like people are gonna watch it. Like now, if you try to build it, right now, it's just gonna feel like oh, this is a, this is a, a a a variation of Power Rangers. No, I like hardcore fans. I mean, hardcore fans are gonna know uh, it, love yeah. it. Yeah, but, but that's it, the thing. That's, it, a, that's the greatest thing about it is because one, it's it's gonna hit the nostalgic feel hard for people. But that for are, how many people? Like I. Like they I can said, make it, they can make it enough enough. It's to, old enough to the point where people that even watched it kind of kind of barely remember the whole story. Exactly, they so know of it. The nostalgia factor is so difficult to to hit on something like this because it's not like they came out with the Voltron. Well, they actually did come out with the Voltron. So, but he's he's what I was going to go into. Yeah, they which they came out recently in the past five years, and it's what was been, it even popular. Was it was very successful? Oh, really? I think okay. they had like three seasons, and apparently they're coming out with the new one. Called Legendary uh, Voltron Legendary Defender, mm-hmm. which is a take on like a new take of the story. 
like a part. So they they have the audience based off the recent animated shows that they did with Netflix. So now they're going to push it to live action. Honestly, I just uh, if you were going to do this, because I mean, like I said, it, there's some nostalgia to it. And maybe there's some popularity with the show. But again, that's the same exact people. And, the, you know, I don't know what I'm saying is if you were going to do it, I really wish it would have been something that's so niche in a sense that even though certain people remember it and it would hit nostalgia, it's it literally would be bread. It would be so new for other people, which oh. is uh, uh, Silverhawks. Silverhawks. That would be something Talking different. Talking about that, you know which one I would want to watch? I don't know if I would want to do live action. Why not? No, no, no. For Silverhawks, yeah. But the one that I'm thinking about, I think it would be better in the realm of like a CGI, like a animated CGI, uh, Garbage Pail Kids. I don't think that would, I don't think it would survive. Yes. I don't think it would survive this. That thing. would survive. Tone it down a little bit. Tone it down what? A like, little bit. The, but that's just, the whole point. The whole point is you don't tone it down. Even that movie, I think it was just so like, Yes, out there, it wouldn't. You know, just turn it just a notch, just a little bit down, just tiny bit, and you fucking that would that would do great. It, the thing is, is that one in order for it to, to survive, they literally would have to get rid of anybody who would be a, too offensive, right? So all they would have left is the like grossest seven. possible character. So it literally would just be a fart joke movie. Yes. Because they would have to get rid of the most. Because I mean, that the whole point of the oh my God. the so whole point of the cards are offensive. They were offensive. All right, so if they do like that. If they do, let's say if they, they're gonna they, do it, just be offensive. But I'm saying like if they're gonna go all the way, I think they should have uh, the guys Matt Stone, Trey Parker from South Park. Okay, it. I think if they had that, if they use that IP just to use whatever use humor and and the on social commentary or what the current culture is at, mm-hmm. I think it will be fucking hilarious. How would you so, sell that? Just fucking just put yo Trey Parker and Matt. Yo, they they no no they, no. no. I, trust me, I love the South Book Park. of Mormon. Watching, people yeah. are like, well, who's gonna watch a a, had, a Broadway musical about somebody a Mormon? And they fucking did it. They have a great way of making fun of both sides of the aisle to the point where both sides enjoy the show. Yes. Um. So I can see them building a show where they literally make fun of both. Yes. Um. Both sides of both sides of the spectrum when it comes to like you know everything. However, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Why the, what, what kind of story would you have for this? I don't know. That's the thing. It doesn't really have a story. You can create whatever story line you want. That's the best garbage part about it. Kids. Garbage trail kids. Now we went from Voltron to garbage trail kids. Yes. You know the movie was horrible. Like horrible, right? Yeah, I remember the movie was horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what is great because it, it's it's a it's enough to. The older generation, to to whoever grew up with it, to kind of vaguely remember, like oh, I remember collecting those those cards. I remember the cartoon that they had a little bit, but it would be brand new for everybody's fresh and 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 just to be super offensive, just to get an, under everybody's skin. That would be funny as fuck. You know, be, be you know, be cool. No, yeah, actually, I got the story for you. I got the story for this. Right, what you do is because obviously, garbage pail kids are what. They are a spoof of Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes. Right. So imagine basically head combat. No, no. So you imagine doing like a uh, <laughs> a child's play version of Garbage Pail Kids. What happened? Like, oh my god! Right. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. listen I'm listen, listening. Listen, okay. I'm just like I'm enjoying the story right now. Right? Okay, I'm enjoying so, the, the concept right so now. So take the concept of the last uh, child's play, the reboot one, not the TV show or anything else, but the the, the reboot, robotic, are, the robotic one, right? Yes. So basically, what happens is. Um, Cabbage Patch Kids are huge It's a big thing So they're trying to figure out what to do So they decided They allow They will allow people On the internet To design <laughs> Design uh, The new Cabbage Patch line And Then Trolls got a, got a hold of it And created the most vile Versions of Cabbage Patch dolls ever Which they would And they have said They become sentient When they wake up <laughs> So, but they're made from like the most vile trolls online, <laughs> right? And then they 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 come out and they're they're garbage trail kids. They're the garbage trail line that came the car- out, like the garbage trail because they, because the company decided to allow full the full autonomy, to, autonomy of customization. Yeah, they allowed full customization of the personality, the clothing, everything about the character, and they're like almost like uh, did you hear? Us? There was a, an AI that they allowed. 
um, to speak on the internet and just messed it up within a couple. Like I forgot what it was. I remember reading a story about that. That, that they, what? It was supposedly like an AI that was yeah. learning. I think it was one AI that they've been on a TV show, some like a talk show, not talk show, a, a game show. Yeah. Um, and I heard some story about like they allowed the AI to access the internet. Yes. And people just corrupted the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So you do the same thing where it's like, oh, we we're having fun with Captain Trash, but we came up with new designs and new backgrounds of story or personality types. So we just we're gonna allow the general public. And the you audience, can customize the go, your yeah, own. and then then you hear, then you see the trolls, like the internet trolls decide, oh, we're gonna like design the worst <laughs> possible versions of these things. Uh, that's hilarious. So then you create the garbage garbage troll kids. All right. <laughs> God. <Anyways. laughs> God. <laughs> like damn, right. this is so fucked up. Please jump the subject because I like garbage troll <laughs> kids. Is just feel like I'm gonna say something offensive. <laughs> okay, so next is. Uh, the movie Blonde, which is the Marilyn Monroe starring uh, Ana de Armas, mm-hmm. uh, has officially got rated as NT seventeen, and this will be right now set as Netflix's first original film to be NT seventeen. They do carry NT seventeen movies, um, depending on the region that you're at, but this will be their first official first original. Rating for an NT seventeen movie, which on one hand I'm like, is it because of the reason we think it is? It, they they say it's because it's gonna be overly sexualized throughout the throughout the uh, movie. I don't like. Is it necessary? Like, I <laughs> like, I feel like is it necessary to be that way? Like, I don't know how much. Excuse my thing, because I know that that with your, with ratings, like if you're PG thirteen, you could say like fuck once. Um, rated R, they have a limitations to uh, how much body parts you can use, and like anything else in regards to. I think like, it's just how explicit the sex scene is gonna be. Yes, but that's because the last one I remember that was I went to the movies to see that was NC seventeen. Wasn't it Showgirls? That was NC seventeen. That was the last movie I remember being in the movies. That was yeah. NC seventeen. That got a lot of news. News um, outlets talking about it. I don't remember anything after that, but now this one. I know there's been others in in that came out in the middle, more like the RT movies because they pushed that boundary. Mm. But this is like a full like high budget on, you know a, on a very it's, big name studio. I get you know what it is for me though. Like I mean, I if it it is a reason for it, artistically speaking, cool. I'll watch it. You know, yeah. like and it's something bad. Trust me, I'm not a prude. It's just. I think ever since, you know, internet, be honest with you, it, because ever since internet porn became so readily available, it's like, you know, when I was a kid in C-17, like, oh, that's, I'm going to get to watch, you know, watch something that I can't online because it's not as accessible. Yeah. But that's no longer the case. So it's like NC-17, like, oh, yeah. cool. So one of the like, things, <laughs> yeah, so they said that the film does feature a lot mature content. Uh, many are familiar with the book that have been speculated uh, speculated that a rating could be due to one graphic scene in which sees 21-year-old Marilyn Monroe get sexually assaulted in her first movie audition, although it's not clear if that scene has been made into the movie. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yes. I just think, like, I don't know, there's nothing, you know, like, when, they, when that happens in movies, it's, 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 it's dramatic, and I mean, it's, it's yeah. powerful, but... Man, that just messes me up when I see stuff like that in the movies, especially how how bad you make it. Yeah, there was one a foreign movie that went that like that went to that extent. Mm-hmm. It was they were acting, but they they um she was getting sexually assaulted. I think in the subway, not the not the restaurant, and actually, like, and it was it was very hard to watch. And I think I read afterwards that the actress that played it had to go through therapy. In that team because they were like, you're not. He, she, she knew she was acting, but it felt so real and committed to the point that it, it, it like fucked her up a little bit. I think I was reading also like because there's a. Um, so I watched the remake. I didn't watch the original, but I think it was like Last House on the Left or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the remake, I believe, not the original, but the original was reading about how, um, the actress again had to go through therapy 
I believe also because uh, I guess the way that they want to hurt because it's this weird concept where it's like they actually have to put somebody in that mindset. Yeah. In order to achieve something on screen. So to make it feel believable. Yeah. So they basically the the guys who were like doing assaulting to her around you know, around the set would threaten her, like, oh, we're really gonna do it, like so like Yeah. So they were building they were, the build this and and anticipation of that she's gonna it's really gonna happen to her. Yeah. So that's kinda messed up in the because that's why remember that's what happened to Shelly Duvall with um uh um Stanley, uh, uh, no, the 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 Stanley movie, um, Stanley, the Shining, Stephen King. Sorry, the, the Shining. Yes, I'm like I'm trying to think. Um, with yeah, Kubrick, she got messed, with she got Kubrick. Me- yeah, she said she got messed up completely. Yeah, because he would like fucking berate her. Yeah, and put her down. But yeah, so th- so going back to Marilyn Monroe, it it is because she is one of the highestly known. Like I was a sexual icon, um, quote unquote, at that time, and it's still the icon to, to this day that a lot of women look up to her. Mm-hmm. But I'd never read the book, and re- researching that, I was like, when I heard the NC Seventeen, like, oh, I could see why they were trying to go with that approach. I'm not sure why. Now that we learn more about that, it might be, be due to that scene, but we're not sure if that's in it. If it's not, then. It might be placed, but it could be implied, but I don't know what else they're trying to do to push that mature content. I'm sure they're going to push it, but it's just... Oh, they're going to push it. Oh, man. And you know the sad thing is, like, the, the, I guess the thing that, that's getting to me is, like, I, I that's my celebrity crush right now, like, as far as... Marilyn Monroe? No. I know that I must? Yes. Yeah. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Like, I just... Every time I see her, I just... Oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> so, like... To see her in that position is gonna it's gonna be tough. Like it would like, be tough to watch. I feel like it would be. Yeah, it would. But either way, it doesn't matter if it was her or anybody else. It's just like I remember watching the Last House on the Left, or even the remake, and I'm just like, like it, it, it messed me up for weeks. I was <laughs> just thinking about it, like, damn, that, that sucked. Like, it, oh fuck yeah. And that's 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 acting, watching in a movie. I can imagine anything more intense than that. Yeah. So. Let's get away from that subject now. Yeah. Let's, let's go to some, <laughs> some other topics. Yeah. Uh, Marvel already announced that uh, they're doing a Nova project for Disney Plus. Um, it hasn't been confirmed if it's going to be a movie or TV show, which I feel like is long overdue. Really? Why? Because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, they were Nova Corps. So, like, you can't have Nova without the Nova Corps. No, I get that, but the question but, is now: Is that like didn't they destroy the Nova Corps? No, they 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 didn't destroy it. They well part of it, but they they were still good. They were still existing. But Nova Corps is like their main hero, main person. Nova, Nova is like their main person. Yeah, their main guy. Uh, what was his name? R- Richard Reed. Mm-hmm. No, Richard Ryder. So. So let's see where they're going with this. It's been it's been reported that the unknown project will be written by Sabir uh, Pajadaya. Mm-hmm. Sabri Pirzada, Pizada, mm-hmm. which is a writer for Moon Knight. So now excited Moon Knight's coming out in about a week. Really? So yeah. Oh, March thirtieth. Wow. So once once we get that out, I'll be able to kind of assess what kind of writing they're going to go with mm-hmm. depending who's who's going to be the showrunner or the movie director but i'm excited about it i like that they're, they're reaching out to characters that that not a, he's well he's known but expanding the world expanding mm-hmm. the universe as 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 they go along with other stories because that could because he's going to be more cosmic which i hope it leads to a lot of more Eventually, not through him only, but through like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Thor, that we get to Silver Surfer. That's what I'm fucking waiting for. That that's that's a guy I'm waiting for. Silver Show Surfer. Off. Silver Surfer, yes. And you think he's gonna be? I mean, you think he's gonna be better portrayed? Like he's obviously it's not the first time he's been live, so I think it's gonna be better portrayed. Okay. The way with the way Marvel's doing, picking some of their actors and. How they're portraying everybody on screen. They've mm. been good. 
And that leads into the, our next topic, which I know is going to be a good, heavy one for you. So Pablo Schreiber, uh, Lee Schreiber's brother, uh, made an announcement that he actually was at Marvel and talks of possible Wolverine or Logan casting. So I'm going to let you go run with this one because I know you, you had a I just thing. think it's funny. It's like literally every suggestion that, that the Reddit and all these people are making are to keep him comically accurate, which is it's one thing they allowed. They complained about it a lot with Wolverine and they had an issue with it. Right. So and the thing about Wolverine did such an amazing job. They accepted it. But now you have an opportunity to recast that person as he was designed and they're it's almost like they're spitting in your face if they do that because don't get me wrong i like pablo schreiber i i i, I love him in uh american gods but literally in the american gods he's playing a leprechaun an eight foot leprechaun <laughs> so it's like he is a massive massive man like especially because he, he's literally he's saber brother if you told me he was gonna be saber dude all day I think he'd be amazing. I think he'd be perfect for his Sabretooth. But to put him as a, as as Wolverine, that's like, because it kills me because they're trying to make Wolverine into something he's not. Like, well, like I said. I, I know they, they changed some of the comics up, and he's more closer to, like, uh, Hugh Jackman's stature, like Old Man Logan. He's closer to his stature than short and, and like, wide and stubby. Dude, but that's what I'm saying. It bothers me because they're trying, like, it bothers me because don't get me wrong. I I, I liked um, I liked when Hugh Jackman made the role. He did a great job with the yes. role. But I mean, the character was designed a specific way. Hashtag short people matter. Yeah, too. man, dude, I'm short. Let's get some short people. <laughs> you, some, you, you want some uh, like uh, like it, you want it, some representation? Damn right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't you know? I you want to make him a representation on screen? You know what I'm saying? You yes. You want to make you him a speak lead, your truth, brother. You want to make him a lead character. That's fine, but why? Why does a lead character have to be six foot tall? That's all they always redesign these characters to be. Like these, like they have to be these six foot whatever guys. And in my head, I'm like, Wolverine is short. That's the whole point. He's short and mean. <laughs> yes, short people matter to people. Hashtag, I'm just saying, but like short people. And the thing is, and they didn't even try to go for somebody who's average, like five nine or five ten. No, they literally going for somebody who's six four. Dude, the man is a giant. So it's yeah. like, he literally is going to tower he, over everybody. everybody. So like, you're really kind of spitting on the face of uh, of the, the original design of Wolverine. Yes. And that bothers me because um, I think it's funny when movies start dictating, dictating the comics versus the comics. Okay. Like, right, you just said it right now where you said... Um, Old Man Logan... The they re- they try to redesign Wolverine to match um, Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah. Well, not Hugh Jackman, but just the stature of what... But that's what I'm saying, yeah. to match what the movies made him out to be. Yes. Not that what he was. Yes. They, they didn't redesign the character because it was time to redesign. Like, every other character gets redesigned, you know. Certain characters come back as, as, um, as a, you know, female Thor, stuff like that. Like, you redesigned for, for different Even variants. Even Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord came out. And they redesigned it a little bit. All those are different variants. This is literally just change the size. Like, just yeah. because the movies start showing him this way, and now people start associating it that. And that bothers me, because it's like, basically, like, no, you don't have to read the comics to actually know the character, because the comics are going to change to adapt to the movie. That's not cool. Wow, you're really passionate about this. I'm just, it's, it's <laughs> a, it just annoys me. Yeah. It just annoys me, because I'm like... It's cool when the movies do their own variants on something. Yeah, no, of course. I understand. But it bothers me when they're like, well... It's almost like, oh, for example, if let's say a kid right now, ten year old, starts um starts getting into comics or or just oh you know the Wolverine. I get to the same discussion with, with this. No, but Wolverine's six foot tall. Based on what? Based on because this kid knows comic books or something like that. Based on um recent comics, like you said, maybe they changed or um movies with Hugh Jackman, but not even trying to figure out that. It used to be something different. Like five four, five five. Like yeah, you're changing the truth based on what's popular now versus this was the old variant of the character. This is a new variant. No, this and now basically I believe this is how the character always is. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I know I'm passionate about it. just. I know I you're just, passionate. I, I like this. 
I just wanted like 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 I'm being saying is like I'm listening to all these because there's so many uh, the thing is there's still other characters that could play the role well like yeah. you, like what was it uh, they were joking about literally this is like been the hashtag um the guy from Kingsman um I forgot his not his name uh, Tegan what's his name Egbert or something like that um but I'll look it up. He uh, he posted a picture where he was like showing how ripped he was, or whatever. And he's not even really Wolverine type, but he's a shorter actor, so he's almost he's you know he's trying to they're trying to have him as a better representation of the character. Like honestly, the person I would have picked, Taron Egerton. Yeah, the person who should have played the role from the beginning. Not say the beginning. I, I'm not trying to knock on Hugh Jackman, but the person they should have considered years ago was uh, Devito. Devito, what? No, like, I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know uh, about that. No, um, the, the one who plays Venom. Oh, Hardy. Uh, Tom, Tom Hardy? Hardy? Yeah. All right. You don't think Tom Hardy would no, have been? No, I, I, I. Tom Hardy's not a tall guy either. He's not. How tall is he? He's like 5'9. I mean, for me, 5'9 is tall, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> Five nine in the in the in the realm of movies is not that tall. He's five nine. You're right. So, but yeah, and Henry Henry Cavill six one. So Wolverine's in a tower over Superman. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. Oh, dude, I just I just think it's a weird cat. Like I feel like they basically what bothers me. I guess what bothers me when I start thinking about it is. They don't try to. They're not trying to become like. And I hate to say it because I like Wolverine. I mean, Marvel has done a great job with casting, so I really can't knock the casting. I really have not. I've never had an issue with almost any of their casting. Yeah. However, this one, it, I guess uh, the way it feels, it kind of feels like well, you know, like it, it feels like very corporate hand in the pocket. Like well, you know. But here's the it, thing: it, it, we need to make him a leading man. You know, we need, we yeah. need to make him this. We need to make him that. How? But have you ever thought of it like in this sense that Marvel's always is infamous for misleading people? Oh, it could be a misleading. It, it could be he could be which which is saber the whole time. But he's like, just tell everybody you're Wolverine. Don't tell anybody you're saber No, or, it could or be. Or he could be like Cyclops. I mean, uh, yeah, like Cyclops. I hope he's Wolverine. I mean, I, I hope it's not. I said I hope he's saber tooth. <laughs> saber Cyclops. He could be like Gambit. You don't know. He could just be like, just tell them that you're this character just because we don't want anybody to know because they're so hush-hush on how they cast and, and who they cast. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, think about it. It does feel like a troll. Yeah, it, it does. does. feel like they Like, he's going to walk in like, hey, guys. Like, he just came out straight out like like 10 minutes after he got stepped out. It was an, like, I mean, apparently made, like, it felt like he just made that announcement. The funny thing is, is that the reason I think people get, like, people get, I mean, maybe just me, get passionate about it. It's not because... It's because technically, aside from his size, he, I mean, if you look at, if you've seen uh, American Gods, he is a very, he's a raspy, just mean character with hairy beard and a hairy head. So it's like, he is a gi- ginormous Wolverine, basically, on his own. <laughs> you know, so it's like, that's why I think people get upset because, yeah, character Wolverine, he looks like him. He could play him, obviously, because he has a character he's already played like that. Yeah. But. You know they want a, a better representation of the character based on, based on how they you know how people depicted or people pictured them. Yeah. But um, and I mean I'm not I'm and I'm I'm not always for that. I'm not always I'm always interested in reimagining of things. Yeah. I don't mind. It's not a big deal to to reimagine a character, but I feel like they've already done that with Wolverine, and like it'd be nice to see. Give us classic Wolverine. Yeah, let's see. It would be. I feel like this is the opportunity to give us a classic. So give us for them to kind of crap on the opportunity. X Men ninety five Wolverine. That's what we want. <laughs> that's what we want. Just Sitting on the bed looking. Just at make him shorter than Jean Grey. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but jumping back to um, mm-hmm. we were talking about Netflix and Another Dama's Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, one show that we did watch where we did enjoy was Archive eighty one. Oh yeah, I love the archive one. Uh, so they canceled season one. They canceled after season one by Netflix. <laughs> I fucking I hate this. I hate when they do that. They have a good show, but you know, I always ask why. Like I don't understand why half the time. Like why they cancel? Like sometimes because 
there's so many shows and TV stuff like that that I've watched, and they're like they're good, and they're like they. And the thing is, it's not just they're good; it seemed popular. Like I'm mean, a lot of people were talking about Archive Eighty One. Like before I even watched it, a lot of people were talking. Oh about yeah, I told you about it. Yeah, yeah but not just you, but other people have mentioned it. So it's yeah. like, if it was so popular in the sense, like to that degree, at least popular amongst my my Your circle, my circle, and it was a good show. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Maybe because maybe everybody wanted more money. I don't know. It's, it could be that a lot of the things that with with Netflix is one they don't release their numbers, so you have to go with the assumption is that. The, if this show comes out, how many, uh, how much viewings are we watch? Are we getting? Are retaining watching it? Is it enough that if we bring it back because they have to spend millions of dollars or whatever it is to bring a show back, with casting, production, writing, whatever, it, whatever it entails, that is it worth the re- the ROI of it? Is the investment going to be enough to re- get back either more people to stay on screen? Or not, but I and that's the thing. They have so many. There was like very like there was a, quite a few shows that that they jumped on, that were good but didn't pick up the popularity, and that's and that's where they that's where it's hard. So that's why that's why they come out so many shows, so many original shows, mm-hmm. that they're just like shotgunning them. Like, let's put like twenty shows, whichever one hits, we we're gonna use that one as another season. All the other ones. We'll let them fall where they fall, if unless if we want to pick something up that we think has some promise for a follow up. Because okay, so I have this way of judging. Like, I feel like a good show, like is what I, what I've been doing lately is I literally want to watch so many so many things. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing lately is I if I sit on Netflix for a show, I just watch one episode, or Hulu whoever I just watch one episode and see what I feel. You know, like yeah, sometimes I'll like it. And I'm I will catch up on it later, but I don't feel like doing it right now. But then there's some shows I'm literally on it next. Well, I want to see the next episode. I want to see the next episode, and like I'm ready for the next episode. So that one I was like that, and like even one that they came out with on HBO Go, I was like that for the first couple episodes. And even now, I want to finish watching it, but I'm not as engaged as I was before. You wouldn't finish it because you're investing enough time in it. Well, the the death, uh, the flag of death, something like that. The one, um, flag, f- yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I saw the first couple episodes, even when they introduced Watiti, um, and I want to. I want to watch the rest of it, but I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I don't have to watch the next episode. Yeah. And that's the one thing: the eagerness to watch the next episode. I think determines whether I feel like the show is going to come back for another season. And if I can hold off on it, I feel like it's not gonna, it's not gonna come back for another season. Which was weird because, like I said, for that one, I I was all in until. Until the end of it, I watched it. Until, until the, there was a breaking point. Yeah, because it was good discovery breaking throughout. Like, you genuinely had that question of what's going on mm-hmm. and what's going to happen. Okay. So it did leave you with a very big question mark. And there was that huge, gross thing that happened in the middle of the thing. <laughs> like, really just came out of nowhere. You're like, what? Like, you know, that kind of shock factor, I think, yeah. helped, helped to revive it in the middle of the show. Okay. I haven't watched the show, but I'm trying Archive to... Archive 81? You saw Archive 81? No, no you're talking about the flower. Oh, I'm talking about Archive Oh, you're talking about Archive 81. Oh, yeah. It was good throughout. It had a mystery. had something you want to figure out. had some intensity, some mystery, some... In, some. Like I said, that, that that crazy scene in the middle, like you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. That kind of added a little shock to get you back into it. So, I mean... I'm, I'm sad. It is kind of sad, but I mean... I mean, maybe, depending on people, they, they, they think... At this point, nothing's ever 100% dead. Yeah. Not always. Because not always. Um, you see them picking up these shows that are like 1,000 years old. Like, wow, why? But Well, picking up, the, like, a lot of the shows, that, and we talked about them, and one of them is the most popular one recently that they picked up was uh, Cobra Kai. That's up to, like, season five already. Another one is Manifest. But these are two shows, those are two shows that were picked up, that were dropped off from other networks that went to streaming and just gained a whole new audience and a whole new, brought back, like, second win, that they, they're making another season for Manifest. Like, after the show's been canceled after, for, like, over a year, I think. It was canceled, then they're bringing it back. And, like, even even Cobra Kai got sold from, from the rights where it came in from YouTube. You know what I mean? So... 
I don't know if they just they and that's what I'm feeling. They're, they're just putting a lot of shows out there. No, this the, the thing is you're right. This show is not gonna have, even though it's popular, people probably like it and probably upset by it. I don't think cre- I don't think it created a fan base. Yeah, I don't think that's that's a, that's what brings shows back. I think like the the whole thing with Buffy that we we're talking about last time. Um, that's a fan base. It's a huge fan base. That that's what brings those back. Like all these old nostalgic shows have fan bases that can bring these shows back. However, like I don't even I never watched it when they rebooted it, but I know that there was a huge fan base for Roswell. And that's why they brought it back, even though I never watched the reboot of it. Um Yeah. But that, again, those are the fan bases that bring those shows back. Yeah, because they have a strong fan base. Yeah. But the question is it bothers me when they completely just kind of they use the fan base to uh pitch the pilot like to pitch the show. Yeah. But they don't actually try to make the fan base happy. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I never watched Roswell. No, no, no. I'm just but I, I know an example. an example, but I know. It's like they bring it back, but they don't give it the respect that it is due to the fan or even to the story itself. Uh, they did that with um what was it? Arrested Development. It was when they came back it was good, but then it just started like It really wasn't that good when it came back. I mean it was okay because we were happy to see the people that you, you like in the show, yeah. but it wasn't the same. It just felt different. Yeah, it felt f- super different. Um, I think it's because I picked up after the show went Netflix did the new season, picked up the new season. I, did, I don't think I remember watching it from the beginning. Really? Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, I was like, just watch it. It was just kind of, I don't know. At that point, it just feels like one, like once the actors out kind of outage their characters, it's almost hard to see them, especially because they don't come back and you don't feel like they're the same characters anymore. Yeah. Because then you know, uh, Michael Sarah is no longer the little, the young innocent guy. Um, his father is no longer kind of like the guy trying to help everybody. But you know, it's like now they show them in different lights, and now it just seems weird. Like they're completely out of place. Well, because that's I think that's what it is with shows. Is like a show, a show can be popular and exist in its own time period, and even now you can rewatch it and still have the same feeling of it. Yeah. But when you bring that same show back to a current time period. And even if the actors try to play the same characters that they did or the same personality that they did, yeah, with the things are the way they are now, they're always going to be seem or look completely different. different. Than, yeah, you know, like the same. Like think about it right now, if you were to try to bring back The Office, um, I don't know if Michael if Michael would be the same. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong; he's similar in the other show that I watch, um, Space Station. Space, yeah, he's similar, but. I don't know if, like, you were to bring back The Office and, like, have him do all the shenanigans he did before. Yeah. Even though I watch, even though we we watch it 20 minutes times a day. My sister's in HR. She's like, yo, that's an HR nightmare right there. Exactly. But if you were to bring <laughs> him back to modern time and bring him back to a modern update of that show with him in it. Yeah. I feel like it would not, he would not play as well. Yeah, no. If he did the same exact things he did back, back then, it yeah. would not play as well. It would actually, it would look, he would look more obnoxious. Yeah, that's true. Now, because again, we're playing. You're playing it in different times. It's almost like Blazing Saddles. Oh, <laughs> oh my giving, god! I mean, no, for real. No, I understand. Like Blazing Saddles was a great movie. I love Blazing Saddles, and but and and um, Mel Brooks always had this way of throwing this like all the tension you see in society just out to the open. Who cares? Like yo, he'll say use the n word, all these different things. He'll do all that out there, but he's doing it in a way to kind of show, kind of like spoofing the bigotry in itself. Yeah. However. As much as you can watch Blazing Saddle in his time, and I could watch it, you know, twenty years, twenty years ahead of time, watch his old movie and accept it for what it was at the time. Yeah. If you were trying to come out with that same movie now, it would not play. Oh, it, no. Like nobody would accept it. Like the bat, what was it? The Bachelor with Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Bachelor Party. Oh my God. Or Porky's. <laughs> if you notice, Porky's is not even in the ethos of of pop culture. Like nobody talks about that yeah. at all. <laughs> because that was that was just terrible. Like offensive, they, no beyond people, defensive. People, the funny thing is, Porky's actually I think introduced all the the teenage spoo- Well, all the things that people say, oh, that would be illegal now. Yeah, you know, like the whole drilling a hole into the girls' locker room and all that stuff. Yeah. Like all that spoofy, all that uh, cliche kind of locker room teenage uh, angst things that we talk about now would be illegal. They started that. Yeah, right? if you think about it, they started it, but nobody ever talks about them at all because they were horrible. <laughs> like that, that was just the worst. 
like the worst. In a sense of like, if you really want to be offended, <laughs> go for go go, <laughs> go watch, watch Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see like what what prior like I guess if you want to say before PC culture. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that that movie had everything. Like they made fun of. Oh Everything and every every race, every like every like, oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I watched it the other day and I was just like, "Wow!" Because <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, I don't uh, know, times have changed. No, because my even my niece, my niece said my niece said that even uh, uh, Crybaby, she can find how Crybaby is super offensive to certain things right now. But yeah, I didn't think I didn't see that, but she's you know she's younger, she sees it. But I, I would love to see her reaction if a shoulder. Oh my god, Porky's. Dude. Anyways, sorry. Yes. I just got All on the right. rant there. Yeah. Now, last topic. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers has released the Batman's Arkham Asylum deleted scene revealing Barry Keown as the Joker. And I think you said you didn't. Did you like it? So, what, is, I want to hear your opinion. On okay, that. so this is what I'm going to say. It's not that I didn't like it. I did. I enjoyed it. I think you played a good version of it. But what I'm what's bothering me now is that I feel like the Joker now has been is being synonymous with deformity. Like it feels like they everybody's just trying to see how deformed. It's like now the Joker is basically just deformity. Like it's not that he's you know not just the mental aspect of it, but like now it just seems like is don't get me wrong. Uh, um. I thought it was very original when um, Keith Ledger did it, as far as the scarring his face stuff like that. I yeah. thought that was crazy. That was cool. You know, it was very different for the role. But I feel like now with this character, that will be how the Joker is now synonymously uh, remembered. That it's all about the scarring and the manipulation of his own face. Yes. Which I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked it when uh, when the first time I saw. Um, the kid who played, uh, he didn't even really call himself the Joker at first. The one who played it in um, Gotham. Gotham. Mm-hmm. And later on, he, he actually became mutilated as well. However, at first, when he was just a kid talking and then he started to smile and his laugh, you're like, damn, that's, you know, it it felt more scary like that. But I feel like now, the only, the only issue I have with the new Batman thing is that I feel like the character now, for some reason, now is going forward will be synonymous with how, you know, how, how much he's deformed, physically speaking. Because this one's more, way more deformed than he was for... Before. For um, uh, Heath Ledger. Yes. So I'm like... And in my head, I'm like, is that, is that what's going to continue on? Like, in, you know, in a matter of five, ten years, another another version of it is just going to be more... Phys- like, if it, like, I feel like from now on, that's the way p- kids are, or people are going to remember the Joker as... Just being really, really physically deformed. Like, if somebody showed a normal-looking person, maybe with the white skin and the hair or something, or just a normal-looking person just with a big smile, like I say, if they showed that Jack Nicholson character, a version of um, of the Joker, even that was a little deformity, but they showed him that version. Oh, that's not the Joker because he's, his face is almost normal. Yeah, but he. this is closer to, I guess, the New 52 version mm-hmm. of Joker. Like, he's like a little bit more deranged-looking no, I, but, again, I'm not. I, I like the but, performance. I like. Oh yeah, no. What I, I like the look. I just. I was. My concern is that how he looks. I feel and, like they're and just how going. How they be carried forward? I feel like they. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, I got. But what I one thing. Well, let's talk about one. The performance was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love what Matt Reeves did with this. I love what Barry Keon did with this. Uh, I feel what I, one thing that I appreciated a lot about it is that. I what I came across was this is how I came across when I saw this that one he was Batman's first major villain that he captured mm-hmm. that we need if we we did do a review of the Batman it's been out so if you haven't listened to it go check it out but this this doesn't tell a lot about the plot of the movie doesn't spoil anything but what I loved about it it builds out this world that. We we find out in the movie that this is Batman's second year or Bruce Wayne's second year as Batman. So I feel that the Joker was his first major villain and he went too far. So that's why he looks like that. That 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 this is what one of the characters that held him that that made him 
aware that he has to self-restrain himself when he when he gets to this a breaking point. Because if and, and and I think that's what it is. And I like the fact that I was thinking about that. I'm like, damn, that's that's crazy. If I, if they go with that concept that he was his first villain mm-hmm. and he fucking destroyed him physically, that he looks like he has burn scars. His knuckle, his his fingertips are like almost like nails are cut it to a broken to a point and he has all this disformity that's because due to batman's relentless attack trying to stop him and i love the fact that it's already an established character so it's not somebody we're introducing new so he's like they already have history and i and, and that's one of the things that i liked that with the relationship between batman and joker that they portrayed here on the movies that they haven't done with, well, the Heath Ledger or the um, Jack Nicholson one is that it kind of feels like they are like not codependent. I don't want to say codependent, but they rely on each other like for information. Like the Batman, he went to him because he's like, this is the only person I know that's crazy enough to understand what he's trying to tell me. And this is another person that I know I could communicate with what I'm mentally thinking about going through. Cause he even says, it's like, you see it like you, you it's deeper than, than just, it's a lot more deeper than what, what is political. And you like, there's, there's this un like unsettling relationship that they both have. Like there's a song called deranged by Coheed and Cambria, which is based off the Batman Arkham series uh, soundtrack. And in the song, he says that, he goes, I need you as much as you need me to survive. Like there can be no Batman or there can be no Joker without a Batman and there can be no Batman without a Joker. So we need each other to, to survive because if one of us dies, the other one will go crazy because we are each other's counterparts, even though we're so similar in our in our thought process or our conviction of what our beliefs are. But we have we're so different and how we try to approach it. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, damn. This is going to be a fucking great series. And I already think the Batman watching it like a second time that is it's it's I think it what does overlap a little bit of the Dark Knight story wise. I mean, it's it's going to be I, I do you think they should have left the scene in right now? It's not canon. Question is, do you think they should have left it in or it would have been too much to have too many so many villains in it? It would have. Um, I, I think it was smart to leave it out because the only reason is that I think it would have overwhelmed the movie, not overwhelmed the movie. I think so. Like, no, no, no. I don't think, no, not overwhelmed, but it will overshadow Paul Dano's character. That's what I mean. Sorry. Not though. Cause I don't think, I think it wouldn't overwhelm the movie, but it would overshadow Paul Dano's character as the Riddler. Because then everybody's going to be talking about the Joker stepping out. So, okay. So do you remember, um, have you ever seen, um, I forgot the name of the movie. Uh, there was a, a remake of it. It's called Red Dragon. Uh-huh. With, um, um, what was his Edward name? Norton? Edward Norton, yeah. Yeah. But that was a remake of an old one. I forgot that it was like Night Stalker or something like that. Um, I thought Red Dragon was the, the prequel to... Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Technically, yes. But if you watch the... If you watch the... Because uh, that was a reboot. So that movie was actually a reboot because it was actually a movie in the... Before Silence of the Lambs that came out. Called right? Hannibal. No, no, no. No, Hannibal was post. No, uh, it was literally... I think it was called like Lady Stalker or something like that. So the, the reason I bring it up is because if you watch the original, which I did... um the character of Hannibal Lecter was played by somebody else at that point. Yeah. And it was, an old, I guess it was an old movie. It's like in the eighties or something like that. Um, that character was very underplayed. Like the actor wasn't anybody that maybe at the time he was popular, but not now. Um, so he was very underplayed and all this different things. So he wasn't a significant character. He literally just went up to ask him a question. That was it. But then when you see the red dragon one and now it's with Anthony Hopkins, yeah, and obviously he's an established character of Hannibal Lecter, and like he overshadowed uh, the other guy's character. Yeah, and that was where like that's what this like I get what that's that's what this would have been. Yeah, where 
like I said, if it was done with like the original way where it was just somebody to talk to and you underplayed that, that villain, because at the time, uh, Hannibal Lecter wasn't a, like a, a big name. Yeah. Right. It was, it, he became big in Sands of the Lambs. Yeah. But I said, yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's, it would have been cool to see him there, but that would have been the talk of the movie. Oh man. Oh, oh, yeah. you know, Joker, the Joker, the Joker. Like, so that little, little, little bit that they did at the end of the movie was a perfect little hint Nod. to it. Yeah, so touch to it. Just and you didn't get to see much. This one, the this trailer, this five minute trailer release shows a lot, and it gave a lot of questions and story and like uh, I think somebody said the like great world building. Yeah, because you're expanding the the Batman that Batman's universe. But yeah, I do agree they shouldn't have placed it. I think what they should have done, and and this would have been cool based on their promotions that they've been running. So at the end of the movie, there's a there's no. Um, Post credit scene, but there's a thing that says Radalada, uh, uh, Radalada, I think it's called dot com or whatever. I forget the the name of the website. But I guess following it, and people were telling me that if you go to it, there's like clues that you can answer. But then there was other times that you'll go it, go at it, and there'll be like a loading number. But every day it'll, it'll go up a little bit, like two points, leading up to a certain date, which was like last week. Last week Friday or like a week and a half ago Friday from when the movie got released, mm. that is something supposed to be loaded. That would have been dope if they would have just released it as like found footage that he was there like a week ago, and that would have been great because it just ties into the movie itself. I feel like the scene that we saw the deleted scene was, I don't think because uh, remember he fights the whole. I mean, spoiler guys, I'm sorry. He does, you know. He he catches Paul Dano, interviews him, and then later on he has to fight his kind of minions. Yeah, I don't think that was originally the plan. I guarantee the plan originally was he did not capture him. He spoke to the Joker in order to try to find him, and the Joker gave him all the information like Paul Dano did to go do the research and figure it out. And then at the end, he he faced him directly because yeah. I don't think at any point he really had a crew uh, or people minions or whatever. To work for him, I yeah, think he was all by himself. I think this is like when this falls. I feel like if this fell in the movie, it would be like when he got his second clue, because the first one was like okay, the second one's like no. Now I, it's, I think this was now it's becoming a series. Now it's I becoming think, a coincidence. I think this the original. This was the original interview where Paul Dano he, where he's interviewed like uh, Batman is in the interview with Paul Dano. I think this was the original scene that was supposed to be there, like everything, all the way it shot, everything like that. It felt like that was a scene that well, they Paul originally Dano. had. Well, that that was really hand. They're like, nah, Joker's gonna overplay this. It's gonna be too much. So let's take him out Paul and Dano. reshoot it where we capture Paul Dano, and there's an there's this scene right there. Yes. So this the Paul Dano scene in the movie that we see was a replacement of that scene. I could yeah, I completely agree with that. And he wasn't supposed to be get captured until the end of the movie. Yes. So. But yeah, Paul Barry Keown. Yes, I, the laugh, the look. The, I, he played it so well, and it, and there was like a hint of, like Heath in it, a hint of Jack Nicholson, even a little bit of hint of uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, like I don't know what it was. It, it was it felt like he did an homage to all three Jokers mm-hmm. in the movies, and just gave their respects to that. I don't know. It's it was amazing. Can't wait. What they're gonna do with part two though? That's uh, yeah. I hope it's it. not going to be the Joker though. That's what I'm hoping. No, no. I want other, I, the Joker is a great character. It's just he's been overplayed, especially because Batman has such a huge role gallery. Like, there's so many characters they can play with, and I, if they can, if they can do the same, I thing could guarantee they, you the Joker being number three. The, his, he gets out his last villain, and this is in a lead up to that he's going to fight. They say the Court of Owls and Hush is supposed to be the next one. And I think with this l- deleted scene doesn't lead up to that. He's going to start using Joker more as as like an ear to talk to, to, to get into that mindset of who he's trying to capture, and he's going to get out. And then he has to deal with the Joker. See, I don't, I don't see him. He would talk to... I don't see that he would talk to the Joker for the Court of Owls, though. No, f- no, but any, any, any... I don't know. I'm saying... I don't know if it's going to be Court of Owls, who they're going to go with, mm. but I, I have a feeling that the third one is going to be the Joker. Like that's going to be his all-out battle. It'd be cool if the if the if the end credits for that second movie 
is um, they're introducing a psychologist. Like they're they're like, listen, we need a we we're sending him a new psychologist, some kind of hot shot. What's your name? Harley. Harley. <laughs> Harley or was it yeah, Harley Kunza? And then she's the reason he escapes. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. We're going to be here forever. Just yeah, I'm sure we can. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at from my mom's garage, or hit us up on email at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.